Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, you health renaissance people. Yes, in the dark ages, that's where we are now. But now we're going to set goals. Now, I know that seems crazy because we're in a trench in the war. Um, there's a no clear direction for the future. There's no um, clear idea when things are going to get back to normal, whatever your normal may be. So how do you set goals in an environment like that? How do you calm down some of the fears? Well, I'm going to give you a, a pattern on how to do that <laughs> because you can do it. If you look back at our history, human beings have been so amazing. Okay, you're talking from just surviving in a small area to thriving on the planet. Now, we're at a crossroads where we can now start changing our uh, approach to the world. And instead of being controlled, you can actually become empowered. Uh, Theodore Roosevelt, now this was the turn of the last century, quote, far better to dare mighty things, to win glorious triumphs, even though checkered by failure, than to take rank with those poor spirits who neither enjoy much suffering nor um, because they live in the gray twilight that knows neither victory or defeat. That's what we need to change. Okay, we need to change that that gray twilight into a light. So you may have heard fear, false expectations appearing real. Do you know what the opposite of love is? Nope, it's not hate, it's fear. And so what we're looking at is a society based in fear. And you can all you got to do is just turn on any commercial news and you're going to see I mean, literally a constant ticker tape of information flowing across that screen to keep you in that state of fear. And what is fear? Fear is the opposite of love. It's not hate. So let's say that you had um, emotional stress, okay? And, and let's say you had false expectations appearing real. Now, false expectations. What if your expectation was that social distancing saved lives? Does it? Any data on that? Or are we social beings that that social distancing can increase disease? Um, there's a belief system now where that if you're close to someone, you have to put a mask on. Does that mean breathing is toxic? Okay, what, what assurances do you need to take the mask off and hug that, that neighbor or hug that person at the gas station that just helped you? Um, what assurances do you need? Is breathing close to you or someone putting your both their lives at risk? Okay, when will we get back to normal? Will the vaccine save us? Don't worry, the government will take care of us, and the lockdowns are in your best interest. Are those your belief systems, or do you think that lockdowns are actually causing more economic and devastating physical harm than the disease itself? Are you b believing that the government government will take care of you just by printing more money and not looking at food production or anything? Will the vaccine save us, even though it's been rushed to um, production? In fact, the production was going on while the tests were still there. So we need to really change this. So when we look at the Chinese character for crisis, it's a combination of two things, a danger and a time for opportunity. So crisis is a character made of two different Chinese structures, one a time of danger and a time of opportunity. 
And that's what we're living in. It's a crisis. So there is going to be danger and there is going to be challenges. One of the ways to eliminate that, that mindset is to lose the judgment. Because mastery, mastery of life, is when you spin this top. And imagine if there was something, and this is going to be a delusional concept for you, because if everything that you saw was bad, okay, like like let's say a traffic accident is bad, okay, there's nothing good about it. Well, is that true or is that not true? Well, it's not true because there's nothing completely one-sided, nothing. Uh, and if you look at it, is a traffic accident bad? Well, yeah, people can get hurt or injured. Um, will it make you appreciate life when you hear that? Will it make you drive more carefully? Absolutely. Um, could it develop more laws that would protect others? Absolutely. So there's always going to be a balance. So if you're looking at finding that mastery, because mastery is seeing both sides of a circumstance um, at the same time. It's where you're seeing the benefit as well as the detractors. And if you're able to see both sides at that same time, that is mastery of life. So if you see people gathering okay, together, are they reckless or connected? That's a judgment. If you spin that, they know that there is a risk of connecting with people. And they also know there's a reward with that. When you see somebody wearing a mask, okay, a, you know, a cotton mask that's all sweaty and they breathe it in for a few hours, um, instantly a judgment in my respect because I know that what the science of masking is, I know what anatomy and physiology are, I know that they're actually damaging their health. So I can throw a huge amount of judgments that they're ignorant, that if a parent's doing it to a child, that they're causing damage or harm on the kid. But then again, what are they needing? They're needing safety, security. Um, they're needing protection. And this is the way they're finding it. So if I look at them as ignorant slobs that are weakening the health of their immune system, as they're just sheep, and they're looking at me not wearing a mask as, oh my God, you're reckless, neither one of us are going to be seeing both sides. So you've got to take that top where it's all black on one side, all gray, all white on the other. When you spin it, you're going to see both sides. So how do you get that acceptance of others' actions? Um, well, I use knowledge and science. That makes my world a lot easier. Because if somebody tells me to shut down a business or that they're going to do this action to protect me, really, from what? From what? So, so we can't really now com control um, our environment. Um, we can, in some respects, like if you have a garden, you can grow, you know, some of your food. If you have neighbors, you can connect with them, um, and and you can pool resources. Uh, so, there's a lot of things that you can't control, like a death in the family, uh, the constant supply of news. Um, Disease, pain, bills, loss. I mean, certain things are out of control. Uh, but you cannot control the events. Like you can't control seeing, you know, police arresting or tasing someone for not wearing a mask when you know that the mask isn't based in any uh, reputable science whatsoever and it actually weakens the immune system. 
you cannot control those events, but you can control your response to those. And that's where that mastery, that mastery comes from. When you look at both sides, try and mentally just spin that top so that you can see both sides, that both sides, we're looking at a crisis or a time of danger and a time of opportunity. That's what the crisis is. And if you master that, you're going to be hunky-dory. I mean, one of the examples that I use, and because you hear some of these moronic um, politicians that say, well, we'll just follow the science. Okay, really? Okay, so what does the science actually tell you? Um, a virus or life or things. Is science ever settled? I mean, you can look at Newtonian physics that's been around for a couple hundred years. There is a lot of things that were wrong in that, okay, and, and a lot of things that were right. So it's a constantly evolving status. Do you really think that the science now, today, that a hundred years people will go back and say, wow, they learned everything, they're all there was to need to learn, you know, or do you think there might have some different approaches that would be a heck of a lot better? Because I got to tell you, a hundred years ago when people were giving handfuls of aspirin uh, to reduce the fever and it was causing kidney damage and hemorrhagic bleeding from the lungs, um, at the time that aspirin was the best therapy, uh, then we know now that there are better responses. So if you look at who a disease or pathogen is affecting and why they're being affected, then you could develop therapies to protect that group. Does that make sense? And and so let's just say that, and I've got a little um, sample of a study. Let's say we're doing a study on 2,000 people, 1,000 of the therapy group, 1,000 of the control group. Now we're going to actually do some type of therapy. It could be a drug intervention, a vaccine, something. Okay, and let's say out of that therapy group, there's one death. Out of the control group, there were two deaths. So when you look at that, um, you could say there was a 50% reduction in deaths. However, what's the absolute difference? You're looking at 0.001% of a difference. That means that you have the number needed to treat. You have to treat 999 people have to take the therapy for one person to benefit. Now, some of the questions that, that scientists aren't, again, I know you're thinking about this, but we're not, how long is the study? How long do regular people live for, okay? If those deaths were a caused from the therapy or caused from other circumstances, what side effects were they looking for? How long was the study from? Was it done for weeks, months, years, whatever? What are the confounding factors? What's the age and diet and stress? And this you could do on any study at all, ever, on any medication, any vitamin therapy, any vaccine therapy. They're all the same. They're, they're rough estimates. And if, like, if you look at the current um, push for the certain type of mRNA vaccines, we covered that a lot last week. Um, at how it's actually creating your cells to produce a foreign protein. And these foreign proteins are going to be embedded on your cells, and your immune system is going to be looking at those cells in order to mount an immune system response. You know, um, there, there's a couple of challenges with that long term, and that's one of the reasons that I'm not opting to 
uh, get that vaccine because it, um, I would much prefer to strengthen my immune system, particularly when you look at the current disease rates. Um, just know that when you're looking at science, science is always evolving. It's like art. Yes, we've reached the pinnacle of art. We cannot produce anything better. <laughs> That's insane because there's always creativity going on. Um, it, it's interesting because there's a great um, article that just came out August of this year in the clinical immunology. And what they're looking at is, this is the title of the article, is published in Science Direct, and I'll have that link for you tonight at, at our health talk. Uh, this is the title of the article, Potential Antigenic Cross-Reactivity Between SARS-CoV-2 and Human Tissue with Possible Link to an Increase in Autoimmune Diseases. And this is published out of the Journal of Clinical Immunology. And it, it's interesting because when you look at this, they're looking at the current vaccine technology. And remember, this is not an approved technology. It's not a study technology no longer than eight weeks in humans. And they skipped the animal trials because they had to rush it. So they, didn't, they skipped a lot of the safety studies and no long-term studies at all. So this article is looking at interesting things. And in here, I've got to read the first sentence. Um, quote, since the outbreak of COVID-19 caused by SARS-CoV-2, we tested five different blood samples and confirmed that were confirmed positive for SARS-CoV-2 IgG and IgM antibodies. Um, this prompted us to investigate cross-reactivity patterns between SARS-CoV and autoimmune target proteins. Vaccine-induced um, autoimmune cross-reactivity is associated with narcolepsy, paralysis, Guillain-Barre, multiple sclerosis, and myelinating nerve, neuropathies, systemic lupus, erythematosus, postural tachycardia, and susceptible groups. Due to the significant red flags for the potential cross-reactive interactions of the COVID-19 pandemic, we studied the relationship between spike and nuclear proteins of SARS-CoV-2 and autoimmune targets. Is it possible that some of the extensive organ and cellular damage done by SARS-CoV-2 is due to a viral antigen mimicry with human tissue? If the answer is yes, then we may face an increased rates of autoimmune disease in the future because any factor that causes chronic inflammation in the body can potentially induce autoimmune diseases. End of quote. Now, now that's kind of frightening if you think about it. And this article goes on to um, uh, talk about the spike proteins and everything else. So if you are aware of this, if you are aware of the anxiety and stress that scientists are saying, hey, guys, this, is, this vaccine hasn't been studied for that long. And if you look at the overall, you're looking at a 99% recovery rate by everybody or a 99% no death rate. And people that get it, 80% have mild to no symptoms. So it's affecting a very, very small segment of the population. Now, if you're thinking the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, which is one of the best systems in the world for collecting reports, according to the Journal of the American Medical Association, it gets between 1% and 10% of reports. 
So that means that there were, um, like in this one article, between 1999 and 2004, there were 128,000 adverse events reported. That could have been between 1.2 million and 12 million actual vaccine-averse events. Now, we know that there's a huge rise of suicide, and the numbers are different, but, but when you look at the actions, the reason people are getting depressed because of social isolation. Um, if you're looking at economic stress, constant pervasive anxiety with the 24-7 news coverage, um, there's emotional markers. Now, this is hugely important because when you look at emotional markers, such as when you're identifying people that are on the edge, uh, lack of interest in, a, in, in activities, irritability, anger, anxiety, shame, humiliation, mood swings. So if you have any friends that are experiencing emotions like that, by gosh, emotions are chemicals secreted by how the brain perceives your environment. So this is going to have a direct effect on your chemicals um, that your brain secretes and how your body is going to react. Now, consistent firing, so if you're in a consistent state of stress, your brain is going to be cons con producing consistent emotions, and that's going to manifest in how your body's going to respond to the environment. So you've got that physiologic response to the environment, okay, based on your emotions, and your emotions are based on your perception. So we've got a number of different influencers in your life to communicate what's going on to the environment around you. Um, you've got social factors. You've got economic factors. Uh, you've got um, activities that have been reduced or eliminated. I mean, I'm living in California, in Southern California, Huntington Beach, and we have a governor that, despite the lack of scientific evidence, has continually pursued lockdowns, masking, social distancing, and judging businesses to be essential and non-essential. Like in his world, Costco is essential, um, hairdressers and churches and, biz and, and gyms are not essential. Uh, where he comes up with that, it's just random. There's no scientific data at all to support one over the other. And when you look at the health negatives of masking and social distance and the health benefits, the negatives far outweigh any perceived benefit. So if you're aware of this, this can give you a consistent anxiety chemical firing, and your body will respond to it in that certain ways. And now there's a couple of ways to, uh, to change this, and one of them is neurolinguistic programming. But we have to look at the physical, chemical, and emotional stressors that you're going under and how to change that. And this is going to be hugely important because this is how you change your, your status. Now, number one thing, review 2020. And here's eight steps to change your life. Eight steps to change your life. Number one, review what's happened in 2020. That means if you're... If you're a waiter, a waitress, a chef, a maitre d', um, any of the restaurant workers, the food delivery people, okay, of, of the 80% of businesses that are going to close, 
because of the governmental restrictions. Now remember, I'm not saying based on science. I'm saying the governmental restrictions. If you're in any one of those fields, review 2020. And, and go in and say, well, I had goals at the start of it that I was going to buy a car or house or, you know, develop a great relationship. But with the um, drastic changes that the government has, has initiated, uh, that business is no longer there. You're now on unemployment. Your, your unemployment's running out. Uh, the, the Congress, in their wisdom, has decided to give you a $600 check. However, they're still being debated while I'm doing the radio show right now because it might go up to 2000 Even that is a pittance. I mean, my God, they've taken away eight months of your life of being productive this year. Goodness gracious. If you were okay with that, you'd be a little mental. Okay, so review 2020 of what your goals were, what you started off with, and be accurate. Don't be overly dramatic. If you've lost your job, you don't say, my life is over. Okay, because that is not true. That is um, a reaction and a judgment that is not true. Have you ever had a relationship that broke up? Absolutely. At the time, you thought, oh, my God, I'm never going to love again. Then a few years later, you might meet that perfect, perfect mate. And, and if you were stuck with the first one, you wouldn't have found the second one. So remember, dangerous opportunity, crisis. You're in a crisis. That's it. This thing will pass. Everything does. So number one step, review your 2020. And one of the ways that I like to review it is to do this wheel. And, and I'm going to show it tonight on how to... Um, gauge accurately your home, your living system, your finance, your connection with the family, everything. Then second, determine your highest values. Not, not necessarily moral values, but values. You know, what, what would you, what do you value? What do you surround yourself with? Do you value connection? Do you value exercise, working out? What do you do? Um, um, what, what, what do you value? What do you invest your time on? What do you surround yourself with? Okay, for me, I like studying. I'm surrounded by books most of the time. Um, always reading or learning. If I'm going to turn on a movie, it's going to be a documentary. Okay, if I'm going to listen to something, it's going to be a book. So I'm, I'm in a constant state. I love learning. Now, so step one, review 2020 accurately. Don't, no embellishment. Use that, that circle that has the actual gauge that you can put. Second, determine your highest values. What do you value? Do you value friendship, education, health? Step three, this is how to change your world. You get down with a piece of paper and you write 100 things to do, be, or become. And this is hugely important because you're going to be able to put down 20 or 30. But in order to complete the task, you've got to tap into this universal intelligence because there is a universal, there's an intelligence in the universe. And you'll be able to get 20 or 30, but when you get down into it and you're in number 60, 65, 70, you're going to be making up stuff. And that's the key. It can't be super fanciful like I want to learn how to fly. Okay. If you're talking about an airplane, great. If you're talking about just meditation, um, that would pretty much defy the laws of physics. 
as we currently know them. You may be able to do that levitation, but that might be more of a challenge. So try and think 100 things to do, be, or become that are in reality. So you may want to swim with the sharks in, in Australia. Okay, great. Next thing, you've got to review the 100 things to do, be, or become. And that means, can you do that in one year? Like, could you swim with sharks in Australia in a year, or five years, or 10 years? So you're going to put a one, a five, or a 10, whether you could do that task in one year, five years, or 10 years. And it's interesting, because could you swim with the sharks in Australia in one year? Well, if you're a certified scuba diver and they drop all the insane travel restrictions, yeah, you could do it. If you're not a scuba diver and they don't take their restrictions, um, you're looking at maybe five years. If that's really you've got severe health challenges, you may have to put a 10 next to it. So this way you review your, your 100 things that do be or become. That's step four. You put a 1, a 5, or a 10 next to each one in order if you could do that in one year, five years, or 10 years. Then you pick the top five. Um, one-year goals, and that is what you make a vision board on. So choosing the top five, making a vision board, and then you've got um, a pathway on how to get, get to your goals. And Now, remember, your belief is a factor of three different things, perception, evidence, and time. Perception, evidence, and time. So if you can change your perception by getting those 100 things to do, be, or become, and you develop evidence of the actual aspect of that, that, that you can achieve this, okay, you add time in there and you will get that, that system. You will get that change. Now, here, I'm just changing one thing for the health talk tonight. Okay, then once you do that vision board, you can do mindstorming. And this is for people that are in, in major crisis, like you've ran out your savings, you don't have a good job, you're in deep trouble. So what I want you to do is mindstorming. And you put a goal, one tangible thing, like do not put happiness on the top. Because if you're happy all the time, you're delusional. Put something tangible, okay, like a job, okay, or a career, or um, helping others, you know, something tangible, something that, that gives help to the community, but also gives back to you. And then underneath that, you write 20 actions to do, 20 actions to achieve that one goal. And they have to be specific actions. So like, let's say uh, you put, put a job. Well, first action I would do is to say, well, what kind of career? What kind of skills do I like? So you have to pick a career. So read a career counseling book, watch some career counseling videos, find out what, what drives you, what your passion is. The next step may be to research that field. Like let's say you want to be an artist or a chef or a, or a sea captain. Okay, what are the jobs available in that area? What's the training requirement for that? So you pick whatever goal that you want, anything that you want. It has to be something tangible. Then you write 20 actions, 20 specific actions underneath that in order to achieve that goal. And I got to guarantee you, you go through each one of those actions, 
you're guaranteed to get that. It is literally working your mind, and your your mind can start to create an attractive force that can draw this stuff into your life. It does take action. <clears throat> you're not going to be just sitting around meditating, and, and all of a sudden a Mercedes is going to be in your front yard. And i got to tell you, I wouldn't even like a Mercedes in my front yard. I'm happy with my funky Toyota that that's, will climb up walls. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can toss logs in this sucker, and it works good. That's, that's, that's my, my vehicle. But whatever your mind storming is, you can achieve it. And then troubleshoot your life. Develop techniques like neuro-linguistic programming so you can reprogram your mind in order to achieve anything that you want. Can get, um, you, you need to have a direction for one. The 100 things to do, be, or become will give you that direction. You need to work it, though. You can't just write it down. Then you put a 100 things, a 1, a 5, or a 10 next to each one of those 100 things to do, be, or become. Choose them, the top five one-year goals. Make a vision board. Then do the mindstorming to get anything that you want and then troubleshoot your life. Develop actions. Develop deep sleep. Develop healthy practices, healthy nutrients. And look at the physical, chemical, and emotional stress. Um, if you're dealing with all three of those stressors effectively, then you're going to achieve health. You're going to achieve life. So it, your world is in your hands. How do you change your world? How do you change your world? By changing yourself. It's been said before and it's been done before. Our parents, well, my parents went through World War II. Uh, my grandparents or great-grandparents had other challenges. This is one challenge that our species is going through, and we will come out of it. We will thrive, and we will survive. This is Dr. John Bergman, um, your voice of reason in the world of insanity. God bless you, and I love you. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.